We are getting into uh, continuing on this Milk and Honey series that we've been doing for a couple weeks. Uh, just a little recap. Uh, week one, we had Daniel up here doing a message, the Milk and Honey kind of kicking off the series for us. And uh, Daniel will tell you, he kind of threw a curveball at us with that first message that he gave um, about milk and honey. We were talking about milk and honey being like the promised land, right, that God promised Israel. And Daniel gave us a message about milk and honey being byproducts, um, because that's like how we get milk and honey is, is a process where we get something by doing something else, right? And milk and honey being byproducts of um, like milk being a byproduct of pregnancy and bringing life and then honey being a byproduct of bees, right? And he kind of connected that with uh, our faith, our relationship with God, our, the promises that God has made for us being a byproduct of the thing that we do, which is just simply say yes, right? All we've got to do is say yes, and that's the thing we do in order to get the byproducts of, of God's promises in our lives. Um, so that was week one with Daniel. And then last week, Ronjo talked about Joshua, um, kind of the whole life of Joshua, really. He talked a little bit about how Joshua was with Moses for a long time. He was there when they first went to the promised land, and everybody was scared except for, like, a couple guys. Joshua was one of those guys that wasn't scared. Um, talked about Joshua trusting God, knowing God, um, and, then, and then being able to be used by God. And he kind of challenged us last week to take a look at our lives and see where God has been, like, been using us or been doing things through us that maybe we haven't seen before. I open our eyes to see kind of how God has been working in our lives. So that was last week with Ronjo. Um, if you didn't watch Ronjo's message or you don't know who Ronjo is, he's the assistant pastor and worship leader down at the GCF Wilmore Vineyard. So we were excited that he was here. Um, next week, a man, oh, no, <laughs> next week JD's up, he's going to bring us a message next week, um, but this week I'm going to be talking about Samson, um, that's what we're getting into this week is a story of Samson, and it's actually like a very early, the first story really that Samson has, um, in, in Judges 13, Samson is born, and then Judges 14 is where we're going to go in a minute, but Samson's always been kind of an interesting character in the Bible for me, um, I am kind of, maybe weirdly, I don't know, I'm really into superheroes, all right, that's always been a thing for me, I really like superheroes, uh, if you've never been with me, while my brother calls it nerding out um, about things, I think Justin might be the only person here that's heard me, heard me like really kind of nerd on some things, and it's usually Star Wars, um, but I do it with superheroes a lot with my brother, with all the movies that come out and how they're not like the comic books at all, but... They still are good, and so that's something that I've always been into. And so Samson has always been really interesting to me because, to me, Samson is like one character that's like really close to being a superhero that we have, right? He's like Superman or the Hulk or something. Like, he's just like crazy strong. And so Samson's always been interesting. Um, unfortunately, we're not doing a superhero series this morning, although we could do one. I mean, Daniel talked about the teleporting person, and like we, we could get into some superhero stuff. But this morning, it's milk and honey, right? So we are going to talk about, like, the first story with Samson um, that involves honey. And it's uh, Samson is, has seen a woman that he wants to marry, and he tells his parents, he's like, I'm going to marry that lady. And his parents are like, why would you marry her? She's a Philistine. And then he's like, well, because I want to, basically. And so he does. He's like, I'm going to go do it. And so that's where we're going to pick it up in Judges 14, um, verses 5 through 9. So let's pick it up there. It says, then Samson went down to Timnah, 
with his father and mother and came as far as the vineyards of Timnah. And behold, a young lion came roaring toward him, and the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him so that he tore it apart as one tears apart a young goat, though he had nothing in his hand. But he did not tell his father or mother what he had done. So he went down and talked to the woman, and she looked pleasing to Samson. When he returned later to take her, he turned aside to look at the carcass of the lion, and behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the body of the lion. So he took out the honey on his hand and went on, eating as he went. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some, uh, some to them, and they ate it. But he did not tell them he had taken the honey out of the body of the lion. All right, so basically, Samson is traveling on the road and gets attacked by a lion and destroys this lion, right? It's not like, he doesn't just like kill this lion. Like David is talked about killing a lion before, but like Samson doesn't just kill the lion, he tears it into, right? Now that, that might be like simile or something, but seri- like t- Samson like really, really tears up this lion. And then he just like casually keeps going with his walk. Like nothing happened, he doesn't tell anybody. He's just like, yep, that was a lion, killed it. I'm gonna keep going, right? And then he, he meets his woman, and it says on his way back to get her, he sees the carcass of the lion and uh, takes, takes the honey out of it and starts snacking on this honey, okay? Now, one of the first things we have to know about Samson is Samson is a Nazarite, okay? He has made a vow of a Nazarite. What does that mean? Does anybody know? Some, JD knows. All right, but we're going to read it anyways. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to Numbers, Numbers chapter 6. Um, that, that's right. <laughs> Numbers chapter 6, verses 2 through 8. This is what it says. It says, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When a man or a woman makes a special vow, namely the vow of a Nazarite, uh, to live as a Nazarite for the Lord, he shall abstain from wine and strong drink. He shall consume no vinegar, whether made from wine or strong drink, nor shall he drink any grape juice, nor eat fresh or dried grapes. All the days of his consecration he shall not eat anything that is produced from the grapevine, from the seeds even to the skin. All the days of his vow of, the cons- of consecration, no razor shall pass over his head. He shall be holy until the days are fulfilled, which he lives as a Nazarite for the Lord. He shall let the locks of his, head, of his hair on his head grow long. All the days of his life as a Nazarite for the Lord, he shall come. He shall not come up to a dead person. He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother, for his brother or for his sister. When they die, because of his consecration to the Lord, uh, to God, is on his head all the days of his consecration. He is holy to the Lord. It's a lot of consecrations. Um, a lot of things happen in there. But basically, right, the vow of a Nazarite is that he's not going to drink alcohol. He's not going to drink wine or anything like that from the grapevine. He's not going to shave his head. And he's not going to touch dead people or become unclean, okay? So back to what happened in this story with Samson. Samson eats some honey out of a dead lion, right? Unclean. That is the thing that Samson does, right? That's where we're going here this morning. But I do want to touch on, like, the other two things that happened in this story that really jumped out to me. One being Samson killed a lion in a way that, like, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I've never had a goat before. I've never tried to tear a goat in two. Uh, I assume it's one of those things that they thought of as easy. Um, I don't know. I consider myself a relatively strong person. Never looked at a lion and thought, I've got that. Like, let me, let me go do that. And, like, 
Maybe it's because we don't see lions all that often anymore. I probably see them more than most people. I'm at the zoo quite often, and so I see lions a lot. Never thought I could take a lion. I've seen the Lion King, even baby Simba. Not sure I could take baby Simba, okay? Like, never thought that in my life. But Samson does it, and then he just, like, keeps going with his life like nothing happened, okay? Also, only ever killed, like, one or two animals in my life. Uh, we have some hunters in the room. Only ever killed, like, one or two animals in my life. But I've seen some dead carcasses, never looked at one and thought, you know what? I'm going to go see what that looks like. I want to get closer to that thing. And not only does Samson decide to get closer, Samson's like, oh, man, that lion was snacking on some honey. Let me go get some of that. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's not right after it happens. He goes and meets the lady, and then he leaves, and then he's on his way back down to get her. I don't know how many days it's been, but even a dead carcass for an hour in the sun on the side of the road, I'm not, I'm not eating honey out of that thing. And Samson does. He just, like, scoops it up and is like, yep, let's go. This is a snack for me, Okay. Now, just some side points of, like, Samson, you know, it's interesting to me that those were the choices that were made there. But, like, back to his Nazarite vow, back to, like, the breaking of this vow that Samson has made. Um, it, it kind of occurred to me while I was reading this um, that Samson probably could have had basically anything that he wanted, right? I don't think there was a whole lot of people around that could stop Samson from taking something, you keep reading in Judges 14, and Samson actually, like, goes down and slaughters a group of 30 guys because they tricked him. Like, that's the reason, is because they tricked him into giving, him, giving them the answer to a riddle that he made up. And so he just kills a bunch of them. You keep reading in, in Samson's life. He, at one point, he kills many Philistines. It doesn't give us a number, but he kills many of them. And then at another point, he kills a 1,000 of them. Right? I, I just don't think that anybody could have stopped Samson from getting something that he wanted, okay? I just don't see it happening, and I, I believe, I really do believe that Samson probably knew that he could take just about anything that he wanted. So, like, why did Samson not choose to get honey on the way out of town? If he wanted honey so bad, why didn't he, like, stop and take some honey from somebody or buy some honey or get honey another way? There was, I just don't think that this was the only way that Samson could have gotten this honey, and yet, this is how he does it, right? He does it out of a dead lion, knowing that it's a dead lion, and knowing that that's a vow that he broke, knowing that he broke that vow, right? He didn't tell his mom and dad. I think there's a reason he didn't tell them, right? It's because he knows what he's doing. So I'm not really sure I get why Samson chose to take this honey the way that he did. But it also got me thinking about Samson, about the fact that he ate the honey in general, Okay? Because it's easy to look at this story and to say, he shouldn't have eaten that honey. He shouldn't have done that. He knew better. The honey, was, it wasn't really his for the taking. He had already killed the lion. He should have just walked right by and not done anything, right? Not messed with it in any other way. And it would have been okay. So we're in this milk and honey series. <laughs> and we know what honey, what honey is that we're talking about. We've talked about it several times, right? Honey, milk and honey is like the promise of God. So we're in this, this series, and now we're looking at a story with Samson. We're like, the honey is maybe not the best thing that Samson could have done, right? So I was interested. I'm very intrigued by that idea right there, looking at this, this unclean honey. And with some help from Justin in, a, in an email he sent a long time ago, um, I, I came up with this idea. We've got this idea that says, that, that's this right here. It says, the honey wasn't the problem. 
how he got it was. And that changed, like, the whole way I look at this story. Because thinking about honey in the light that we're thinking about it in this Milk and Honey series, the honey isn't the problem here. It's the fact that the honey is unclean that is the problem, right? It's unclean because it was, it was in a dead lion. It's not honey. There's no part of the Nazarite vow that says Samson can't eat honey. I read it. There's no part in there that says no honey. A lot of consecration, but no honey, right? So the honey is not the problem. It's the fact that Samson took this honey out of a dead lion, and it was touching something that was dead. It made it unclean. It's the uncleanliness of the honey that is the issue that's happening here. The honey wasn't the problem. It's how he got it that was the problem. And I think a lot of times we get stuck in a situation a lot like Samson here. I think it's really easy for us to get stuck in a situation a lot like Samson where we are, we are craving honey in our lives. Where we're craving honey in our lives and, and we feel like we need to go out and get it. Now, don't hear me wrong. I don't think it's bad for us to seek out honey. We can, we, can, we can drop the honey analogy if you want to a little bit, right? I don't think it's bad for us to seek out God and our relationship with God, right? I don't think that's, a neg- I, I'm, that's not a negative thing. That's a fantastic thing for us to want to go out and grow in our relationship with God. That honey is good honey. It's good for us to seek that out. But I think where we get into our situation, like Samson, our, our, our lion, our dead lion on the road situation, is when we feel like we need to go get more. When we have to go, go get more. I, again, I think Samson could have gotten honey anywhere. I think Samson could have beaten up somebody on the road and taken their honey, and it would have been okay. Not the first time Samson had done something ridiculous like that, but it, it wouldn't have been unclean. It wouldn't have, been, it wouldn't have broken his vow. He could have gotten it another way, but he didn't. Samson didn't go get good honey. He didn't go find good honey. He chose honey that he knew was bad. I, I, I know seeking out God is a good thing. Seeking out God is a positive thing. And I think a lot of times we start that, that, that path, we start down that road of seeking out God with really good intentions. We want to be closer to God. We want to feel closer to God. We want to have a deeper relationship. We want to grow in our relationship with God, and it's got such good intentions to it. We, we're trying to, to get more. We want that, and it starts out so good, and then somewhere on the road, we take just, just this brief little turn in our life, in, our, in, in that seeking, where we go from looking to deepen a relationship we know we have, we, we take a little turn to where now I am looking for a relationship I thought I had, right? We start, we start trying to, to strive to get more of something that we thought we already had, and now we, we think we need to do something to get more of it. You see that little turn there? The difference in those two things? We're no longer seeking out 
honey that we know is there, honey that we could easily get for ourselves. We're looking to find it. We're looking to go, to go search somewhere we're not supposed to be searching to get it. And again, don't, don't muddy the water too much with the honey analogy. We're talking about our relationship with God. That's what, that's what I'm talking about here. That's what we're talking about this morning is that relationship that we have with God. And it's really easy for us to go from knowing that we have a relationship and wanting to, to dive deeper into that relationship. It's easy for us to go from that to I need to work harder. I need to do more in my relationship in order to keep that relationship. That's a really easy turn for us to make. And I think, it always, I think it starts out with good intention. It starts out trying to grow and trying to get deeper with God in a really good way. And it really quickly, really quickly turns to, to, to the opposite of that. It turns to us trying to get honey out of a dead lion because we think we have to. See, I, I just, I see this, uh, I don't know, our relationship with God, I see God as having enough for all of us, and this might be something like really controversial for me to say, and if it is, we can talk about it later, but I think that if you've done what Daniel talked about in the first week, if you have said yes to God, and you've said yes to Jesus, and you know who Jesus is, you've accepted him, he is the only way to a relationship with, if you have said that, then you have as much relationship with God as you can have. It's all there. There's not more relationship for us to go out and find. It's here. God is right here, and he's ready. You think about, think about what, what God did when you said yes. God has given everything. He gave his son to die on a cross for you to say yes. He gave us a relationship with himself all, all we got to do is say yes. He gave us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. He has given us everything. And all we have to do is say yes. And I think we have a really hard time with that sometimes. Because we're human and because we have relationships here in this world. And if you give 110% into a relationship, you want 110% back. And it's hard for us to see a relationship with God where he is the one giving 110% and we just had to say yes and then let him continue to work. That's a hard thing for us to understand. That's a hard thing for us to hold on to. And so that's, that's where we, we get, get on that slippery slope of, I just feel like I need to be doing more here. I feel like I've got something else that I need to be doing in order, in order to get closer to God. But like Daniel said in the first week, you say yes, the byproducts come. We've got everything else. It's there. It's there for you, waiting for you. God has as much honey as we could possibly want. He's got, if you, if you were here last week and listened to Ronjo, He's got more honey than we know that he's got most of the time. He is giving us more honey than we are even seeing 
most of the time. Because he has so much to give, and all we have to do is sit here and, 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 and be ready to receive it. All we have to do is say yes to God. And I think it's really easy, again, for us to see that and be excited about that and then start out and say, you know what, God, I want to grow deeper with you. I'm going to wake up every morning and I'm going to, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to wake up every morning and dive into your word because I want to be deeper. I want to grow deeper in my relationship, God. And we start out doing that. And then two weeks, three weeks, a month down the road, somewhere it, it turns into, ah, if I don't wake up tomorrow and read this, do I really have that relationship still? Do I really, do I really have God's love still if I don't do that thing? That thing that we started out just doing to grow deeper, to grow more. And it, it, turns, it turns sideways because it, it really is a, it's a, it's a slippery slope, guys. It really is. But this morning, I want to be encouraging. I want to I share and understand together that God has enough honey for all of us, more honey than we can possibly want. And all we have to do is stand there and wait to receive it. All we have to do is, is let God continue to give it to us. That's what we have to do in our lives. It's not something that we need to go out and kill a lion just to get some honey. We don't have to go work and do it in a way all by ourselves, right? We, we, can, we can just wait and let God give us the honey, give us the promises, give us the good things in that relationship with him that he has promised to give us. Because that's the God we have. That is who God is. Samson could have had all the honey he wanted. He could have taken honey from anywhere. It was all at his fingertips. And the honey he chose to take was the honey he didn't, that he had to work for, that he had to work harder for. He had to go out of his way to go get this honey. When he could have just, on his path, he could have just taken it. On his way home, he could have just taken it. But he, he chose to do something that was against his nature to get the honey. And so often, we choose to do things against our nature because we think we have to or that we need to in order to have that relationship. Our nature of, with God, our new nature we are born into is a relationship with God. It's there. We've got the Holy Spirit living in us. You can't get any closer. He's inside of us. That's our nature. We don't have to go out and look for it and find it. That would be against our nature, right? We don't have to do that because God has already done it. When I think about this, I think about, I started thinking about this. I started thinking about like honey and God. And in my head, I had this like picture of God holding his hands out, and they're just dripping with honey, right? He's just holding his hands out. They're just, he's not working hard for it. It's just there. He's not doing anything that he's not working extra hard. He's not throwing it at us or spiting us with it or anything. Like, it's just there. Honey is just dripping out of his hands, and all we have to do is be ready for it to, to drop on us. 
All we've got to do is be ready to receive it when it comes our way. God's not like, hey, you're over here, honey over there, go get it, right? It's not that, it's not that kind of God. It's not that kind of thing that's happening with us. It's here, it's ready for us. I was talking to the band earlier. They were asking me about typing my messages. I don't type my messages very often anymore. I, I talk to text them. And I usually do it in, in quiet time that I have while I'm walking Taz, walking my dog around, around like where I work. And while I was talking through this message, I started having this, I had this vision of, of, of this idea of having enough God, of God like giving us as much as he could. And there not like being a need for us to go find more. And I had this vision of like a cup, and it's a cup that's, over, that's full of water. And have you guys ever like thought about or researched like water tension, surface tension in water? The surface tension in water is like really cool, okay? Cool to the point that like most chemistry classes and stuff do, do a, an experiment where you try and fill a cup up as much as you can with as much water so that like there's a bubble over the top of the cup. Right? And I started having this vision of like, that's what God is doing in all of us. He is filling that cup up. He has filled that cup up to the point that it's over the top of the cup. It's over the top. And in my vision, I don't know what happened. It wasn't like a, anything special happened. But the, the surface tension broke. And the water just spilled out over everything. Everything that was around it. And I got this, this thought that came with it that was like, God, God is filling us up. We're not, we don't have to go find it. We don't have to add our own water. God is filling us up. And he's filling us up so much to a point that we're, we're over the top of the cup. And when we're ready, when it's time for us to do something, that surface tension breaks. And all of that God that's in us, that he's filled us up with, all of that honey Everything that he's doing in us spills out of us into the community around us, into the people, into everything that's around us. Because that's just how much, how much of the relation, like how much God is pouring into this. It's not because we're pouring into ourselves or we're doing anything. It's because God is just giving it. He's giving it freely. Honey is flowing freely in the kingdom. We don't, have to go, we don't have to go find it. We don't have to go take it from a lion. We just have to walk our path and let God fill us up with honey. And, and I want you guys to, to, to be encouraged with that this morning. And if there are people in the room that are in that point of like, they realize that they started out something really awesome to grow deeper to God, and at some point you made that turn, and now it's become a chore that we have to do in order to have a relationship, I want, you to, I want you to take that turn back. Turn right back. Right back to where you were when you knew that relationship was there. You're not striving to get something that's a, a long way off. You're growing in something that's right here. When you guys stand up, we're going to continue worship this morning.